unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Battlestar Galactica has tons of Latter-day Saint references made by a member of the church, and he just mines it for its lore, its cosmology. Saints and Soldiers, I would say, Brigham City, Electric Children, The Other Side of Heaven even. Um, these are very palatable, digestible films for somebody who's not a member. And it, it, that doesn't mean they shy away from doctrine or Latter-day Saint-specific ideas. It just means that they, they put story before sermon, which I think you have mm -hmm. to do if you're making a piece of art or making a movie. Hey guys, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. Today we have with us Barrett Bergen. Barrett is a Latter-day Saint filmmaker. Uh, you might be familiar with his work, but if you're not, you can go watch it online. He's done uh, quite a few short films. We've got The Next Door, Out of the Ground, Father of Man is your most recent one. It's mm -hmm. actually quite excellent and Thank you. bring tissues. Um, <laughs> and you've also even helped produce a, a film on BYU TV, I Saw the Hosts of the Dead. Yep, it's about Joseph F. Smith, yep. So the guy's got chops. Thank you, thank you. And we're excited to have you on. I appreciate it, David. Thanks for having me. I'm, 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 I'm finishing my first feature film right now, the full length. It's a psychological thriller sci-fi called Cryo. Um, you can look it up on Facebook, Cryo Movie. We're almost done, and, and so I'm excited to be here, and thanks for plugging my work. I'm... Our pleasure. So just to jump right in, maybe just give us a little bit of background on yourself and some of how you got interested in Latter-day Saint cinema. Yeah, thank we'll you. So... I've wanted to make films since I was in second grade. That's basically been my plan the whole time. Had, You're living the dream. Yep, had books of ideas. Um, I just last year graduated from uh, the BYU Media Arts Program. I've wanted to make movies my whole life, and um, especially, like, I, I don't exclusively want to do this, but I find that... Uh, a lot of people my age who study film with me or a lot of other filmmakers, especially like when I was in the BYU program, sort of sort of wanted to avoid getting too many Latter-day Saint elements in, in their films, right? Maybe it's because we're in Utah, kind of in the bubble, right? And mm -hmm. so they're like, oh, I don't want that to define me. And so, of course, I guess maybe be the con being the contrarian that I am, I, I was like, well, then that's what I'm going to do, you know, because nobody's doing it. Yeah. And so... Um, so, so I like to pepper pepper my work with with like kind of Latter Day Saint uh, aesthetics and ideas and and, and that makes like me that. think of your most recent short film, uh, Father <laughs> of Man, um, where it's not like overtly like a Latter Day Saint film per se, yeah. but you've got you know things about the afterlife put in there. It's got and, like white stones, stones, almost sear stones, yeah. sea glass aesthetics and iconography that would feel very Latter Day Saint. And then there's even kind of a plot twist that 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 um, kind of references some ideas about a pre-mortal life and yeah. an afterlife and whatnot. It, and it's not like it's not necessarily this film that comes knocking on your door saying, hey, I'm a Latter-day Saint. Yeah, that's Can right. I share a message with of Christ with you, you know? Yeah, it's not didactic. So um, when I think of Latter-day Saint cinema, I'm thinking of, you know, Joseph Smith, Prophet of the Restoration. I'm thinking of Work in the Glory movies. I'm thinking of uh, the the RM Singles Ward, um, when it comes to what your thoughts are, or, or perhaps what your vision is for Latter-day Saint cinema, um, walk me through how that's different than what already exists. Yeah. Or, or maybe explain a little bit about the nature of what already exists, because I'm sure that a lot of people have no idea yeah, like, what Latter-day Saint films are. So, so like if you're if you're totally new to uh, even you know that term Latter-day Saint cinema, essentially. 
how it's thought of now by it, first there's a whole history there's like five waves randy astle has a book he's he's a historian that's gone through all of this all the way back to the 1920s that's not important right now for this conversation it is important but not not for this um basically suffice it to say that most people think of kind of the time period between 2000 and now as latter-day saint commercial films for and about Latter-day Saints. So started with a film, a couple films, God's Army, The Other Side of Heaven. Uh, they were about Latter-day Saint missionaries, and so tons of members of the church went and saw these films. They'd never seen themselves on the big screen before. And it's sort of a, sort of a, um, kind of a, a, a small little market in and of itself. Yeah. That's, that's changed over the years, and um, I want to be careful just because I want to pay respect to all the many talented filmmakers and films that are, that are out there. I'm not saying that, um, that those necessarily needed to change for what they are, but by and large, I would say that most Latter-day Saint films as they exist are kind of one, or two, one, of, one of two categories, at least the, the, the mainstream ones, made by members kind of for, for members or for non-members to sort of convert to the faith or learn like you said, more about, you know, getting a spiritual experience, you know, from the, from the film. And I would say they are, they're either didactic or they're kind of comedic romantic. And what I mean by that is the didactic films definitely want to give you a very uh, missionary-ish type message, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Joseph Smith, Prophet of the Restoration, which was produced by the church. The whole point of that film is to <clears throat> kind of be a missionary tool and introduce you to Joseph Smith in a very... Um, a very digestible light, which is, you know, great. Uh, I don't know that I would say that is necessarily artful or nuanced, but it's, it's, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the comedic slash romantic approach um, tend to be kind of comedies that poke fun at ourselves, but in ways that somebody who's not a member of the community would never hope to understand. Like so, Singles Ward. That's correct, yep. Mike Stee Azevedo. Uh, Janice Capperi. Uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. That's it. Yeah. Yep. A lot of inside jokes, a lot of cultural references. And for the most part, I feel that, that a lot of Latter-day Saints, active Latter-day Saints who are invested in Latter-day Saint cinema, that is sort of the, the closed loop that it stays in. Um, those who branch out a little bit often will... Um, and I have a whole essay of quotes about this. You know, there's some concern of like, do we get too worried about what other members will think about our work? Or do we get too worried about how are we portraying ourselves or our, our, our church? And that's a very normal question. Most, most religious communities kind of ask this question when they're, you know, making their stuff. So what I, what I advocate for is a more nuanced um, approach in the filmmaking. I th the reason for it is because, and I have a lot of data and a lot of evidence here, I can, I can talk about this, um, but I think Latter-day Saint cinema has, has barely even scratched its potential in terms of being artful, being marketable, being something that people would actually watch and enjoy, and, and a general audience, anybody. Um, and uh, I also feel that um, there are a few films that are, that are kind of in this nuanced area that, that upplay the identity and downplay trying to necessarily push... push um, certain virtues thing. or values on on the audience. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you mentioned marketability and tell me a little yeah. bit more about that because it seems like when Latter-day Saints create films, they seem very inward focused almost as if yeah. um, maybe people outside our faith aren't going to be interested with some exceptions, Meet the Mormons, right. you know, which was made for others. So, who are Mormons? Really? 
Although, um, did you know Meet the Mormons? When when they were looking at uh, who was going to see the film, they noticed this weird pattern where on Sundays nobody was seeing it, and then on Mondays the the, the it spiked way high, and then it was just kind of normal the rest of the week, which is kind of interesting, you know? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Family night? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, but then you've got like like Latter Day Saints aren't the only ones talking about. Latter-day Saints exactly. in cinema, or, or not even just Latter-day Saints <laughs> specifically, but the, you mentioned Mormonism as a whole, talking about not just the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but other uh, other sects of the of our faith yeah. and whatnot. Can, groups. Tell me a little bit more about what's going on here. Let me, let me lay it out for you. For, first of all, by the way, um, I feel like a lot of people our age, I was just asked this before hopping on the show, um, a lot of people our age aren't super interested or familiar with kind of the last 20 years of Latter-day Saint cinema. Yeah. In fact, my, my, my in-laws always talk about this is like, uh, another churchy movie. Like, can we leave? It's, you know, and, and there's kind of a stigma, I guess our age group kind of likes stuff. That's a little bit more raw and honest. And I think we're, we're dealing with this to some extent in a ton of other areas. Um, but as far as marketability goes, most, most people, all you, all you've got to do is look at, the work produced by either those outside of our faith or those, I guess, lapsed from our faith. Basically, look at um, look at kind of general shows and movies, even video games, plays, to see how marketable the subject matter is. So here's just a few. So just just this year, 2021. Um, and and by the way, I just want to qualify. Not all of these films are are friendly you know, or necessarily like positive depictions right. of the faith. They are just depictions of the faith from, right. uh, from the outside. And they, they, they range. Some are, some are more generous, some are not. I think that's not the question we should be asking with this. And I think I would trust Latter-day Saint filmmakers to be, to be, you know, fair and nuanced with their own, yeah. with their own stuff. You're right? just pointing out that I'm just pointing for whatever out. reason, people are paying attention Correct. to us. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yep. So 2021, Touch the Master's Hand, just won the jury award at the Sundance Film Festival. I mean, just a few weeks ago, Murder Among the Mormons on Netflix is about Mark Hoffman and the um, the forgeries that he made, the bombs. And, you know, so that's just 2021. 2020, Fargo season four, there's a U.S. Marshal named uh, Deffy, who's a very interesting character, a main character. A, a, um, I would say this is a mostly fun, positive depiction, but he's he's constantly talking about the Ten Lost Tribes and trying to do missionary work on people and uh, as he's solving these crimes. Um, there's a show on Netflix called Messiah, where the President of the United States is a member of the church, and he, he references the Doctrine and Covenant scripture about the one mighty and strong, because they're trying to figure out if this messianic character is, is who he says he is. Um, maybe a lot of people would be familiar with Stranger Things. Um, some of these are kind of throwaway references, but but I found it interesting that in the latest season, a minor character has, is is part of a minor plot point. You know, where um, one of the characters wants to date this girl out in Utah who's a member of the church, but really can't because she won't date people who aren't members of her faith. This is Susie. I copy. Susie. Dusty Bun. Dusty Bun. The Expanse uh, sci-fi show that has the USS Nauvoo, right? Um, that's like a big starship that's mm. supposed to be going to other worlds and populating them. Um, a show called Room 104 has a whole episode about missionaries living in a motel. Um, there's a show called Godless on Netflix where the main villain was a victim of the Ma Mountain Meadows Massacre and then raised as a member of the church. Hell on Wheels has Brigham Young, um, the Transcontinental Railroad, and it's it's all about that. Brigham Young's a, um, a main character. And of course, Big Love is about polygamy. Dove tons, you know, HBO show dove a ton into Latter Saint culture as it kind of meshes up against fundamentalist 
Mormon culture. Um, and of course, some uh, like real true crime dramas, Abducted in Plain Sight was big on Netflix, Three Wives, One Husband by Channel 4, big on Netflix. These are all, you know, I the the the, the Fargo and the, Mes uh, the Messiah one are just from last year, and then the rest of them are kind of over the past five to seven years or so. I guess Big Love goes back ten. They, they, these references really do pop up quite, They're quite often, They're all over though. the place, because you know what? When a film or TV show wants to explore kind of a unique and interesting religion that people scratch their heads over. They're like, let's do the Mormons. That'll be interesting. You know, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of weird or they're kind of friendly or they're kind of conservative. They're kind of radical, whatever. Um, I'm not done. Go Video games, Fallout. In one of the Fallout games, uh, the church is one of the last remaining religions and they've kind of become this this prepper-like organization. It's just them, you know. Becomes. Char character's name, yeah, right. We're already like, there. Yeah, but like they become really, really <laughs> adamant about it. Um, one of the characters' name is like Nephi, for example. Assassin's Creed has a side quest that quotes the book of Moses, um, talks about Master Mayhan, and you have to go on this, you know, adventure to kind of kind of piece all these these clues together. And even The Last of Us, I would say it's it's interesting that um, the most serene moment of the game is in front of the you know the Salt Lake City Temple, um, which they said they the the director of the game said he picked particularly because it kind of conveys peace or like a sense of you know, serenity when they finally That's found this piece so about what's happening with the zombie apocalypse. Of course, we got the plays, Book of Mormon, Musical, Angels in America. And then this this is nothing new. This has been this way for over a hundred years. Sherlock Holmes's first adventure was A Study in Scarlet, which, you know, he goes on this adventure to, to, to you know, uncover the Danites and like what they might be up to in Salt Lake. Or um, dime novels about Porter Rockwell were written in his time. I mean, there's always been a fascination, whether whether a genuine interest or, or um, not, a fascination at least with Mormonism. And <clears throat> my opinion is that we could capitalize on this as members of the church and really tell our own story, but in a way that's more nuanced and fresh and takes advantage of that stuff, rather than being so obsessed with painting ourselves in a good light. Mm. Because it doesn't work for people our age. People our age are more interested in something that's uh, vulnerable or honest or whatever. They, we know when we're getting preached to, right? And this yeah. is true. This is not just in religious cinema. If you watch a film that has too, too heavy of political overtones, you know. You're like, okay... I get it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know? it takes away from the magic of of the escape of the movie, right? Correct. Whereas if you watch a movie that is a little bit more open handed and shows you its its virtues and its flaws, warts and all, people are are often a lot of times more more willing to go. Huh, that's really interesting. I'm only saying this as a missionary work kind of appendage. I still think it's just marketable, frankly. Yeah. But I think I think as Latter-day Saints, if we're active in the church and we care about the gospel, we should be wary of 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 how we're telling our stories. I just think um, we also need to be wary of, of uh, making it artful and impactful and telling the truth. Richard Dutcher, who made God's Army and Brigham City and whatnot, talked a lot about this, um, <clears throat> and he ended up leaving the faith. I think the problem was he was so focused on trying to get members of the church to like his films and make them for them, which I don't think needs to be the issue at all. I think I think if you're watching this and you're not a not a church member, um, there are plenty of examples in other faiths that um, I think are excellent that would never turn you away from a Catholic or somebody who's Jewish. You would just go, oh, that was an interesting film. Like I, I thought that was that was really fun or interesting. There are some nuanced examples in our liturgy, I'd say. Um, it, they range from, uh, you know, kind of fiction, fictional, like speculative fiction to 
you know, something maybe a little bit more more realistic. So like Battlestar Galactica has tons of Latter-day Saint references made by a member of the church, and he just mines it for its lore, its cosmology. Saints and Soldiers, I would say, Brigham City, Electric Children, The Other Side of Heaven even. Um, these are very palatable, digestible films for somebody who's not a member. And it, it, that doesn't mean they shy away from doctrine or Latter-day Saint-specific ideas. It just means that they they put story before sermon, which I think you have mm -hmm. to do if you're making a piece of art or making a movie. I think that's a great summary of, of what you're getting at, story yeah. before sermon. So tell me, just to break the to bring it all into something uh, digestible, tell me if I'm directionally correct here. Um, yeah. Kind of your vision for, for Latter-day Saint cinema is... Kind of, it kind of reminds me of um, what's happening with, um, oh, what is it? Um, what's the name of it? The 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 show about Christ that's super oh, popular. Oh yeah, the chosen. The chosen. So, yeah. So kind of how in I'd in, say the chosen does a great job of that. In because like kind of show. how in traditional you know Christian <laughs> films it's very you know emotionally charged and and maybe a little sappy. Yeah. But then the chosen takes. A different direction and it's very story based. Very story based. And, and I'd more say raw. on the spectrum of like let's call it didacticism versus maybe uh something being anti or something being um negative. I'd say the chosen's closer to didacticism, but in the best way. Uh -huh. Right? Like most of our films that we made as Latter-day Saints in our within our community are didactic. We almost feel this obligation for the art to to be a conversion point. And I think that's natural, given yeah. our religion. I think that's very natural. I don't think it's necessary, and I don't think that it's um, that it's necessarily makes the work better. Mm -hmm. um, so, so The Chosen is clearly about Christ, and it is about coming to Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think members of the church and VidAngel and, and the whole community have really hopped on that, and we're joining forces with, with other Christians and whatnot. Though I, I would say still, um, us, us leaning heavier into like Christian film as it is, is still maybe a, a version of what has been the, the, um, the issue in the past. I don't know if you're going to enjoy Chosen unless you're already a Christian. Maybe, you, maybe I'm totally wrong. I mean, maybe the guys who made The Chosen would be like, how could you say that? Tons of people have come to Christ from this. Yeah, Totally, I get that. And I think it's a great show. Um, but I think, I think in more recent years, there has been a shift towards downplaying the identity and mm -hmm. upplaying the, the the values. So, mm -hmm. for example, like a family movie about about people, you know, having reconciliation and forgiveness and and whatnot. Like these these those are great themes, but those aren't themes in every film, right? Yeah. And I see this I see this a lot. You know, I see this in a lot of Latter Day Saint filmmakers trying to trying to kind of make it a universally Christian movie, which is still a specific. Mm. A specific demographic, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm not gonna name them specifically, but a lot of them will try to push towards the Christian market and make sure, like, oh, we don't want this to be too Latter Day Saint. I would suggest the exact opposite. I would upplay the identity to the max. Mm. I think that is our our most marketable element. Um, so, like, let me just and and then I would I would downplay the values, not to suggest poor values that we wouldn't agree with, but universally human values, yeah. right? I would say forgiveness and love are, are those, right? Sure, of yeah. course. But um, but other values like uh, wrestling with um, doubt or uh, father-son, father you know, um, fathers and sons understanding each other. Like, for example, 
you, you might use Indiana Jones, Raiders of, the, Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is about the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, but it's not. It's not preachy. It's not preachy in any way. Some mature examples, I'd say Doubt, Silence, Fiddler on the Roof, The Two Popes. These are from other faiths. And then even Raiders of the Lost Ark, Da Vinci Code, Hacksaw Ridge. Not all of these. Hacksaw Ridge is super violent. Like, it's a war film, you yeah. know, but it happens to be about a, um, I think it's the Seventh-day Seventh Adventist. Adventist. Yeah, that's right. So, um, let me just let me just list a couple of things that I think our our doctrine history are replete with, which are marketable elements for for film. Okay. Um, and 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 keep in mind that we we can choose how we how we portray these things, but they are just they are just universally marketable. This is yeah, this yeah. is totally true. Sure. Sexual tension, right? The whole stuff with polygamy and mm. like all of this stuff in, in early church history. That's why people are fascinated by it. That's very raw and real to them. It's it's weird to us, you know, because we don't practice polygamy, but our ancestors did. Mm -hmm. You know, early members of the church did. Violence and war. There's tons of this in in early church history. Folk magic, radical cosmology, lost books, buried treasure really interesting beautiful doctrine ancient civilizations faith miracles frontier prophets politics power it's been radically weird as well as clean cut and conservative it's everything it is a really interesting subject matter yeah and when you, when i list all those things how many existing latter day saint films come to mind right like that that we've produced and tapped into and as as a culture as a as, yeah. a, as a people so here are some suggestions and you talked about maybe seeing if if you guys would ever implement these kinds of ideas. These are just some 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 suggestions, right? Imagine a gritty western that happens to tap into some of the some of the tensions and politics, Porter Rockwell, whatever you name it. Mm. Dark and dramatic retelling of some of our scripture stories, almost Lord of the Rings esque or or whatnot, like something very imaginative with yes, please. the Book of Mormon, cosmic science fiction, historical adventure, Mormon horror. This could be a polygamy ghost town. It could be early missionaries fighting devils in Europe. Um, more complex historical drama. Maybe an episode with a notable member or leader, power struggles, social issues, um, etc. Ezra Taft Benson, the Soviet Union. Obviously, the big thing here is funding. But my point is that these are interesting stories that you don't need to go to the community for, for funding. You could, you could make them like everybody else makes their, their independent films or studio films. Just yes. like... Murder Among the Mormons was made by a uh, a member and and somebody who would say he's he's a lapsed member, you know, no longer a member of the faith. But my point is that that's a that's an interesting story that that yeah. was at least made made by those who were who were once part of or still part yeah. of the faith. Super fascinating. Okay. Super fascinating stuff. <laughs> that's All my right. spiel. That's my soapbox. Great. I had to get it out. I, I hope you I hope you feel like you got it out because it's important stuff. It's it's interesting stuff. Um, if you were to summarize it in, you know, a paragraph for our viewers, what would be the message that you want to leave with them? Clearly, as I've been talking about this, it's almost like who this is really meant for, like my spiel or my soapbox or whatever, are other filmmakers who are Latter-day Saints who don't know whether they should incorporate mm -hmm. Latter-day Saint-specific elements into their work. And, and maybe... Uh, I don't know how many viewers are even that. <laughs> but I would say if you're watching this and you're not somebody who's interested in film or filmmaking, but you are a Latter-day Saint and you do like movies, I would suggest exploring uh, more stories and references and ideas um, that pertain to our faith than just the typical ones that we've 
um, that we've grown up with or that that we're used to. And those are not bad. Those those it's not it's not bad to have didactic cinema. I love the videos from the church, like the seminary videos. I'm a, I'm a sucker for all of them. I mean, I love church movies and and a lot of the didactic ones that I grew up with as well. But that's not the only type of story we can tell. And so, what I would do is is suggest looking into um, looking into some of the references that I named and 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 you know see what you think. Maybe come up with some of your own stories or or short stories or film ideas. Throw them out there. Throw them out there to other filmmakers who who maybe don't know how to approach it. And maybe you always have had a movie idea that. Uh, that you wanted to see made, I think. I think that as as a culture, we open up to this. Um, there should be no obligation on the culture to support it because it's supposed to be general audience. But I I think that if we're more open to the idea and maybe less bristly towards something that's a little bit outside of the box, um, I think that there's there's a lot of cool work that could be done. Um, I would want to invite if you want to see an example of this, and I, I know I'm not probably perfect at it. Um, but but some of my short films are good little case studies of what this could look like. The first that I would go watch is The Next Door. It's on Amazon Prime. It's also on YouTube. It's on Vimeo. Um, it's a psychological thriller about missionaries um, whose investigator goes missing. And it's it's not in any way preachy, but it's just a, it's I, I got a I got a message from a film festival once where the guy said I don't really like your church. I don't really like Latter Day Saints. So that's how it starts. You know. Yeah. I'm like, Okay, great. But he's like, I love this film. It gave me, and it, it actually gave me some empathy for what it would be like to knock on doors all day. And I actually like these characters. Um, Out of the Ground is a sci-fi that that plays with um, kind of Edenic elements, and of course, Father of Man um, is 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 also um, free on on Vimeo or YouTube. Um, check those out, and if if you like them, uh, they're they're kind of for different audiences, but they're examples along that spectrum of didacticism, or maybe just more, you know, something gritty and strange and new. Um, and and if you like them and you want to see see more of that kind of thing, please let me know too. I don't want to dedicate my whole career to this. I just see nobody else really doing it, doing it, or diving down this direction. Yeah. Um, in a way that I feel like is meant for and marketable to everyone all over the place. Yeah. You know? Awesome. Barrett, thank you. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Really interesting concepts that you're bringing up. And I'm, I, I know that for the next, you know, week and a half, I'm going to be going through my brain through this index of films that I've seen and TV shows thinking of all the references to our faith. I was thinking about the, the movie SWAT that came out a while back. It's got Colin Farrell in it, I think, as this, you know, rugged SWAT officer and he talks to his other fellow colleague and he and the colleague is like I just converted to, to Mormonism and, <laughs> and I'm trying to treat my body as a temple and then Colin Farrell is like just so like cool and he's just like and I treat my body like an amusement park <laughs> and then he goes and like shoots some guys or something and you're just, just just references like that and you're just they really are all over, They're the, all place. over the place and the ones that I included are are more than throwaway references if we were to go to every reference that was made like these are actually plot points. Yeah. Um, every reference is made. It's just all over the place. Every show, every movie. Like it's, people love to throw references to Mormons, and we get all giddy about it because we love the attention. And I think we should. I think we should 
use that rather than just be like, the world, they saw they us. They noticed you know? us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for having me. I've, I've, I've loved, and, and um, for those who don't know, David and I have, have been friends for a couple of years now. He did a review of one of my films, and we've mm-hmm. just kind of followed each other's stuff, and yeah. and, and I think he's awesome. Great so. to finally meet you in yeah. person. Though. Yeah, it's so nice to meet you in person. If you guys have comments, leave them in the comment section. That makes sense. Is it okay if they have questions for you? Can they leave those in the comments? Of course, yeah. Do I'll... you have... Um, Social media that you I want do. to plug? Yep. The, the best thing you can do is go to my Vimeo page, um, vimeo.com slash burgundy. Uh, we'll spell it out for you. And um, and then, of course, I have Instagram, um, Facebook. But, but yeah, following my films on YouTube or, or Vimeo is probably the best way to keep up, at least with, with my work. Cool. Um, yeah. So right on. I'll, I'll respond to comments if people have questions. and Throw some ideas around in the yeah, comments. Yeah, throw, throw out your best... Latter-day Saint cinema idea. If you're, <laughs> if you're okay with it just being out there, maybe maybe I'll use it. You know? Porter Rockwell Western would be so cool. Anyways, all right. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, hope you took something important from this. Hope you hope it sparked some imagination, some ideas, got you more interested in Latter-day Saint cinema. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.